podcast, TAF Talks. Why are we doing TAF Talks? Because we want you and everyone out there to learn about networking and building your career. And we want you to do it here in Kern County. We have wonderful organizations that have terrific jobs. And you may not know about all of them. And what we want to do with our TAF Talks is share with you and let you know because we have found that what you listen to today and what you take in today will definitely set you up in your life. It will be where you go and where you will be in five years. I'd like to say hello to everyone who is on our our Zoom podcast tonight. We are Taft College. We are having a live Zoom podcast called Taft College Transfer Talks. This is a first of many that we will invite students in from Kern County in general, high school students, Taft College students, all students, to learn about opportunities to transfer to colleges and universities, whatever you choose to do. It's important to learn. Today, we are so fortunate to have two friends from the University of Southern California, or USC, as many of you know it, Mr. Eric Mejia and Miss Julie, Julie Chu. And, um, you know, we've been visiting for a little bit. Some of you have already been on, but you can tell where they're from because of their backdrops, <laughs> USC. And they specialize in finding students and really developing relationships with young men and women and see if they are ready or, or willing to transfer to USC. First of all, thank you so much for the introduction. Thank you for having us. We are excited to be here. Uh, my name is Eric Mejia, and I'm one of the assistant directors of undergraduate admissions here at the University of Southern California. Um, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm an Angelino. Um, I got to tell you that my mm-hmm. having um, being part of this institution is also a dream, uh, a dream come true of mine, uh, obviously growing up in Los Angeles, USC has been one of those institutions that really just stands out and has always stand out um, in, in, in my, um, uh, you know, as an Angelino. Um, but uh, been in higher education for over, gosh, we're not going over eight years now. Uh, prior to that, I worked in corporate America and also served in the military prior to that. So it, it's really awesome to, to be of service, continue to be of service to our community. And um, when it, worked at several institutions um, at different capacities, um, but uh, definitely enjoyed and have enjoyed my tenure here at USC. Uh, Definitely a wonderful place to be at um, and um, looking forward to our conversation today. Hi, I'm Julie Chu, and I am an international admission officer. So normally, I actually recruit and work with students uh, who are studying high school outside the U.S. So I have the fortune of working with students um, in China and in India. So um, I have been at USC for five years. Tomorrow is my fifth year anniversary, so that's pretty cool. Uh, But I applied uh, for college a long time ago. And um, I remember, um, you know, just the the challenges of figuring out what schools to, um, you know, apply to. And I was lucky that I had friends around me and older, you know, their siblings and kind of learned from them. Um, And I was a first generation student. And some of you may be as well, know, so I didn't have parents that, uh, you know, can help me navigate and figure out how to apply to college. Um, So luckily, I got into my first choice school, and I I left the Bay Area to go down to Los Angeles, um, not to USC, a different college. Um, And then I I studied uh, sociology. um, And so it's been, um, 
you know, a great journey. And I applaud you all to consider, you know, your next steps. Um, you know, we all have different paths, you know, to, to get our education. So, uh, you know, this session is for you all today to ask questions. So don't be shy. Uh, Eric and I can handle all kinds of questions. Uh, so throw them at us. Um, and we're, we're excited to, to share this evening with you. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Before our speakers get into their list of topics for today, I'd like to mention to the audience that we are going to give away two $100 Amazon gift cards at the very end of the show. So if you'd like to have the chance to win that $100 gift card, please send me directly your email address. Just go into the chat and send a message to myself, Joshua Vasquez. And also, we will be fielding your questions. So if you have a question for Julie or for Eric, you can go ahead and write it in the chat. And at the end of the podcast, we are going to ask them. So I will pass the mic back to Eric and Julie. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, so why don't we start with just really a little bit about USC and what USC uh, represents. So uh, we were founded in 1880 and the University of Southern California has become one of the top private research universities in the country. Um, and this is, it comprises of uh, a, it's comprised of a liberal arts college and 19 professional schools. And what you will find at USC is that it offers a world-class undergraduate program in virtually every field of study uh, with an interdisciplinary approach uh, that combines theory and practice. Um, act, we are research, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we are one of the top private institutions, um, research institutions in, in the country. Um, and this really is important for a lot of our undergraduate students who are thinking about engaging in various research opportunities. And as many of us know, sometimes research is not available until your graduate studies. So as we 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 think about our undergraduate population and the importance of staying engaged and being engaged in our in our um, institution, uh, research is definitely one of the things that a lot of our undergraduate students uh, really gravitates to. Uh, to. Um, I, I would add that USC's faculty share the excitement of intellectual uh, discovery with our students with our students and, and I think what really is uh, really key for a lot of our students is that building of community at the University of Southern California uh, and we do this through just uh, networking opportunities at USC uh, both professionally um, socially obviously um, and it's really a fantastic place to build that network that USC is so um, known for. Um, just to give you a little bit of, of a background in terms of data, uh, we are home to over 19,000 undergraduate students, um, over 26,000 graduate students as well. Um, we have over 4,700 full-time faculty. And one of the things that do resonate with a lot of our students is our student to faculty ratio. And although we do appear to be a, a, a big institution based on these numbers, uh, our class size is also important. Um, our class size averages eight to one. Um, that's the, the ratio. Um, and our average class size is 26 students. And, and what that will do for a lot of our students, it's really start building those relationships, not only with uh, their class, Classmates, but also with the instructors 
at our institution. Um, Julie, anything you'd like to add to that? Um, I was just going to say that we offer 150 majors and 250 minors, you know, within all these different schools. So we have the Marshall School of Business, or we have the Annenberg School of Communications, or we have our Dornsife College of Letters, Arts and Science, which has the majors in social sciences, natural science, physical science. So at the time of your application, you're going to apply for a major and you're admitted to the major directly. And in a little bit, we'll talk about how do you prepare um, your application and, you know, and how to prepare for the prerequisites that may be required for an engineering major, you know, versus a, a music major. And we'll get more into those kind of details. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of flexibility where students can be a, a physics major, but they have a minor in Spanish or a minor in dance. We really want students to um, have and explore uh, interdisciplinary opportunities because um, maybe out of high school or currently at Taft, you know, maybe Maybe you haven't had a chance to study other areas because, you know, just of time or it's not available or whatnot, or you want to really f dive deep into something, um, you know, it, you know, into philosophy or American pop culture or whatnot, um, you know, it's mix and match. And lots of flexibilities to do that because, you know, the world isn't a silo and you only do one thing or study one thing. They're kind of interconnected in many, many ways. And so we want students to really think, think like that, you know, that it's just not a narrow focus and that it, you know, there's lots of opportunities and there's a lot of connections, whether in economics or public health or, you know, international relations. Eric, should we jump on into the application process or transfer yeah. what we look at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll follow Joshua's lead. Um, okay. You let us know uh, specifically uh, how you want to navigate the conversation and we'll be more happy to do that as well. I, I don't know if you want us to dive in and, and talk about the application process. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we have a very comprehensive holistic approach to our admission process. And I think as you talk to many um, institutions, that, that word holistic becomes a very buzzword around higher education, right? And everyone speaks of the holistic review in their, in their application. And here at USC, when we talk about a holistic approach, what that is telling us is that um, I, we are very intentional in, when it comes to reviewing your applications. Um, in other words, we here at USC, we don't simply just speed read your applications. We don't simply just look over your application. We look at your application and we evaluate your application in its entirety. So what that means is that we understand and we acknowledge that there is more to you than just the academic components of your application, right? There's other qualitative aspects of your application that we um, consider, uh, whether it's engagement in your community, whether it's um, whether it's uh, involvement on campus, whether you're involved in research, whatever that might look like for you, uh, even work, right? Working part-time, working full-time, there's a lot of skills that are developed outside that classroom environment, right? And sometimes it, it, you can't measure those um, by simply focusing on just uh, grades, GPA, things of that mm -hmm. nature. But as for transfer students, uh, what we're looking for are students who are not only academically prepared, but also um, follow a plan. We want to make sure that you are very much prepared for the next chapter of your academic career. 
Um, and what I mean by that is that um, there is uh, what we call an articulation agreement. And, and I think Julie will, will talk a little bit more about that uh, in the next few minutes. But uh, we have articulation agreements with our community colleges partners with our Cal States, UCs. Um, and I know that a lot of schools follow what's called the IGETC. Uh, we, we do not, we follow the articulation agreement. However, you might notice some overlap in, in some of these courses, uh, but that articulation serves as really the, the blueprint, your guide. In other words, it'll answer the questions in terms of what classes do I uh, GE requirements, what classes do USC accept in terms of just transfer units, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all about preparedness. And, and, and we like to think that we like to give you all the tools in order to do that, right? So we, we there's a combination of those two. We want to make sure that you are make, uh, making GE pro, uh, progress in your GE requirements. Uh, you are making progress in terms of those courses that do transfer over. Um, we also take a look at um, just overall strength of your curriculum, right? How you know, how well are you doing in your courses? Um, we also uh, are expecting that you are a full-time student, right? Uh, because that's very representative of what you're going to see here at USC once you transfer. Um, so there is a combination of components that we do take a look at in, in the review process. Julie, would you like to add to that? Yeah, um, so as a transfer student, what you're doing is you're trying to take classes and mirror and replicate what a student is uh, doing at USC, whether it's a USC freshman or a sophomore, you're doing what they're doing so that when you transfer in, you're in step, you're not behind with your academic peers. So it's like merging on the freeway, right? You're not merging in at 25 miles an hour, like you're going faster that you're with them and you're going to graduate on time with your peers. And, you know, at USC, you can transfer in as a sophomore sophomore or as a junior. Now, Erica talked about articulation, um, which is a big word, and you may not know what that means. An articulation agreement uh, means that articulation, we have an articulation office, and they look at classes offered at other community colleges and, and seeing that they are transferable based on similar content and similar difficulty. You know, so you have calculus one at Taft, and maybe that's called, you know, math 25, well, at USC, that's called Math 125. And most of the time, Calculus 1 is going to be pretty similar. But maybe history of, um, you know, Western culture or maybe different. You know, you may be covering different periods of time at Taft versus that class taught at USC. And we may not give you, a student, those credits. And so the articulation mm -hmm. agreement means that USC has agreements with more than 200 community colleges in California and that. It, that you know, we're talking apples to apples, oranges to oranges, so that you are know that the classes you're taking on the articulation agreement, um, you know, um, is going to be transferable. It is like a roadmap. It's like a menu, like a restaurant. Mm. So don't go order off menu, and if it's not on the articulation, um, you know, don't take that chance to to take a class that may not transfer, and you know that may be may not be very productive for you. So and we'll Julie, drop a, Julie, can I ask, how yeah. would our counselors at Taft College be able to help students with that? Do we have an articulation agreement with you? And are our counselors um, apprised of that? Or is that something we need to work on with you? I dropped it in right here, actually, um, this link. And you'll have to type in the name, you know, because we have it for, you know, many, many colleges. Um, and, and so you're going to type in, I pulled it up. So I typed in Taft myself. Mm -hmm. You're going to choose fall term for 2021. 
And, um, you know, that I see, um, you know, they're, they're listing the, the Taft classes and, and how they slot in to meet GE requirements. Um, and, and so- uh, Is that something the students can go to? Absolutely. I dropped what, the link. What is that public. link? You dropped it, but could you say it, please? I'm sorry. Is it? Long? Yeah, it's a really, really long string. It, it is. Okay. It is. So it, it's, you know, it doesn't make sense. Do you see that, Joshua? Do you see the link? Yes. So okay. Yeah. Articulation. You're going to, and it, you do have to type in the name Taft and then you okay. click the lookup and they'll drop and you'll see Taft College and you'll choose it. Well, that's very and, helpful. Thank you. That's yeah. very helpful. And it's yes. all public, you know, okay. and, and so it's going to list classes that meet um, our requirements. So let's say I already pulled it up and, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Humanities 1500 at Taft meets Category A at USC. Um, you know, and so GEs, um, uh, meaning that GEs are 10 classes that all USC students have to complete by the time they graduate. And so as a transfer student, you don't need to do all 10, but you need to at least do eight or six to eight, probably by the time you apply so that you are making good progress and fulfilling those 10 requirements. GEs, general education, you know, covers the humanities, the arts, the natural sciences, social sciences. It's it's very uh, preparing students to be critical thinking and, and, you know, um, develop skills and, and awareness and knowledge in different areas. And so that's what these GE classes mean. Does that allow for um, transfer students from a community college to come in at the junior level? Or does, is there, is there a little gray area there with some of those classes? Or do, do most community college students come in at a pretty, pretty kind of junior level already? How, how does that work out? Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have our, our transfer student pool. Uh, they come to us after their first year at a community college, after their second year, even at the third year. And um, when you talk about gray area, I, I think what's going to depend uh, on when they transfer is um, how confident they're, they, they feel when they're following this plan, right? Um, we understand that before you could take some of these course classes, you might have to take preparatory classes. And, and that might extend the time at the community college a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think so as long as you follow this plan as best as you can, and you work with your, your, your advisor at the community college, um, then I think that you are, um, you are on the path to successfully transfer to USC, right? Uh, one of the things that I did want to add to what Julie um, shared with us is that there are a few requirements, transfer requirements. So there are a minimum math requirement as well as a, a writing requirement. And the writing requirement looks different for for many students who apply from different institutions. In other words, the, the category of, of that English course is gonna look different. So for example, if you, if you take a look at this articulation agreement, um, the transfer student would have to have completed um, English 1600 at TAF. Um, and, and that would satisfy the uh, lower division writing requirement. There's also a math requirement that um, is um, also required. It's, it's um, at least three years of high school mathematics, including advanced algebra two, or mm-hmm. in, in the event that maybe the student didn't 
satisfy that in high school, then they could certainly do that at the college level. Um, they would have to have completed an intermediate algebra course uh, with a grade C or better. In that same link that, that Julie gave us in the chat, we're able to see our major specific uh, requirements as well that should be completed at TC. Um, so that was that list general education classes. Um, then I'm going to drop a link for the brochure. Um, we have a transfer brochure and, and list it in it page 14 or 14. It'll uh, indicate the prerequisites specific to majors. And I'll drop that link right here. And it's an interactive awesome. brochure. So you'll be able to digitally, you know, uh, virtually flip through the pages. I think they're 13 or 14. Um, so let's say that you are applying for um, our business major, um, you, you know, you're going to see that uh, the two requirements are the writing class, which Eric mentioned earlier, um, that's already required for all of our applicants, as well as calculus one. Um, and, and so that's, um, that's what you're going to uh, be looking for. Yeah, so on page 14 on the left, uh, you're going to, uh, an applicant for business major would have to be taking the equivalent of USC's writing 130 and um, USC's equivalent of math 125 or math one um, math 118. Um, so you have to go back to that articulation page and then scroll down to section two and then it's called course to course equivalence. And on the left are all the classes as they're in the, as they're called in Taft College. Um, and then on the right column is the, the equivalent at USC. So let's say, um, as I mentioned, the math 125, it's just calculus one at USC, uh, that if you look to the left, it's math 2100 at Taft. And that's kind of how you, that's your roadmap. That's how you're going to figure out what classes to take um, at Taft. So very useful, very useful. Just to get our audience's minds going, would you be able to give us maybe a list of 10 or 15 majors that USC offers. I know you said that they, they're over 100. 150, maybe. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's common ones like most colleges have, right? Your history, uh, you know, physics, uh, psychology, Spanish, uh, electrical engineering. But we also have interdisciplinary majors, you know, so that uh, we have majors like law, history, and culture. And that's one major, but it looks at the intersection of law, history, and culture. Um, then we also have philosophy, politics, and e economics. Again, by the name, it sounds it's the you know connection of those three disciplines all built in into one major. And then some we have other majors that are already combined and prepackaged. Like you could be computer science and business administration, so you actually have. Um, you know, built in a double major in the School of Engineering as well as the School of Business. So very cool. We have unique ones, and then we have ones that are you know pretty typical. Most colleges have. I've heard that USC <laughs> encourages its students to double major. Is that true? And how would that affect graduation timelines? Is it possible that somebody finishes on time having multiple majors? Probably they would have to take 18 units per semester. Um, 
I'm saying encourage. I mean, we don't pressure students to do that. Obviously, if they feel they can handle that or have the interest to do so, um, so it's it's welcomed. You know, we you know if people have are inclined to do that. Some students have one major and two minors. Some people have two majors, and some people just have one major, and that's all they can handle, and that's fine. And I think that's that's very uh, that's a great question, and I like the the fact that you brought that up because that that is really part of our interdisciplinary studies approach here at USC. Um, mm-hmm. with, with our diverse student population, you're going is to speak with so many students with different backgrounds, different interests, and it's not uncommon for let's say Eric to speak to Julie about her you know her education, her goals and aspirations, and she might be taking a course within our. I don't know, with, within our dramatic arts, let's just say, right? And that might be something that I never thought about. And I said, wow, that's that sounds really interesting. You know, just maybe maybe I'm interested in, I don't know, theater design. And that calls out to me. And it's just a simple conversation that you will have with, um, let's just say, your academic advisor. Um, they will talk to you about what that might look like for you, right? Um and it's it's very very much part of that process here at USC, and we expect that, and we do expect students to to find other interests and and passions, and oftentimes they do change their major along the way, and they they end up receiving an earning a degree. Um, in a subject that they never maybe thought about, right? Um, Mm. We do have students who double majors. We have students who add a minor along the way. So it's very much part of the process. We expect that. And and then if you you do find yourself in that position, um, you are supported in in that fashion. And it's just, like I said, a simple conversation that you will have with your academic advisor. Very cool. With so many different major and minor opportunities that students can pursue, are there internship, research, and career opportunities for all of these different disciplines, or are they concentrated in perhaps certain schools? Yeah, I, I think uh, one of one of the most unique points in in the experience for undergraduate students is is that internship opportunity, that exposure, that networking. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our the schools within USC are very intentional in bringing that opportunity to our students. Um, when you think about USC, you think about the location that we are in, right? We're mm-hmm. right in the center of Los Angeles. And if you if you drive a few minutes away from SE, you find yourself right in downtown and, and you'll find leaders in many industries who have their businesses and corporations in, in Los Angeles. And a lot of those institutions or a lot of those corporations and, and businesses or industry leaders come back to USC and speak to our students, whether it's in big networking events or they come into the classroom environment um, and they do talk to them about internship uh, opportunities. Uh, we also have uh, career centers at, at our institutions where students, and, and I will tell you that once you're a student at USC, that is the one location that I encourage you and invite you to uh, attend and visit um, as many times as possible because they do prepare you for those opportunities. Uh, they'll help you in terms of um, how to network and how to locate these internship opportunities, how to prepare for interviews. Um, many of our students uh, would like to maybe strengthen their skills, their interview skills, their mm-hmm. uh, resumes. So uh, our centers will help our students um, 
prepare them for that for that next chapter. And and you know when you think about USC, you think you do think about these opportunities. You do think about the networking and the connections. And and mm-hmm. a lot of our students do come to USC specifically because of of those opportunities, right? That, that's very unique. Um, like I said, I, I you know having worked in, in different institutions, uh, one of the things that did resonate with me when it comes to USC is the amount uh, of opportunities that is offered to our undergraduate students. And I think that's what makes the undergraduate experience at USC uh, very appealing. And and it does uh, resonate with a lot of our students. Yeah, it's fairly, I'm sorry. I say it's fairly easy for students to get access to um, um, apply for internships. Uh, We have programs in which we match students to internship opportunities or, or research. I mean, but sometimes students can just ask their professors uh, for mm-hmm. their class or, or professor that they read about, you know, on our website and go, hey, I think your research is really cool. Can I come by your office hours and, and, and learn more about your research? And maybe after a 15, 20 minute conversation, the professor, the faculty member was, hey, I, I do uh, have an opportunity for you. I think you might be a good fit. So, you, I mean, if a student is brave enough to send a cold email to a, a faculty member, you know, they will have the chance to at least, you know, learn more about it and and, and pursue it. So it can be as simple as really just sending an email. Uh, but certainly there are a lot of, um, of, of, of emails, like new uh, listservs, that, weekly emails that come out from that, the academic department that talk about events, networking opportunities, and then internship or research opportunities. Weekly emails. It's up to the student to open the email and show up or you know, follow through on those opportunities. Very cool. In terms of the career and internship opportunities, I think USC being in Los Angeles, it's like, what else is better than that? Like, we have a a lot of prestigious universities in our country that are in more secluded areas. And I just can't see the, the internship opportunities as an undergrad being better than, than say USC in the middle of Los Angeles. Would you be able to tell us a bit about the USC campus and the area that immediately surrounds it? Yeah, I mean, where to start, right? So um, as you know, we're, we're right in the center of the city of Los Angeles and we're surrounded by just our diverse community. And I think that it really adds to um, to really the, the, the dynamic of our, our, our student body. Uh, we represent over 150 countries in, in our student bodies, uh, we, we're spread globally uh, um, and internationally. Um, I think what um, one of the things that make the, our experience for undergrad students such a unique one, it is the location. Um, for a lot of our students, as you know, you don't have to necessarily drive it in LA. Uh, you have public transportation, right? Uh, we have uh, two adjacent stops, um, where a lot of our students take the train into SE. A lot of the staff and faculty members do that. I do that. I take the train into into uh, campus. Um, it's very convenient, especially on a Friday afternoon when you leave campus. It could definitely be very uh, congested. Uh, but uh, location is definitely uh, a prime location. We're not too far away from Staples Center. So if you're interested in sport events, you have the Staples Center there, right? Um, if you're interested in museums, um, of course, we... we we are in close vicinity of, uh, of museums in Los Angeles, uh, restaurants, um, and just exploring 
diverse communities, um, I think our location offers that for our students. And, and, I, I, and I feel like that's one of the things that really gravitates towards one of, to, to our student body as well, especially those who are, may not be familiar with LA, right? And I'd like to explore. Um, I'm still in awe of just all the awesome things we have here near our campus or in just in LA in itself. Um, I'm an outdoor guy, so I love hiking. So clearly going out to Griffith Park and, and hiking out there by the observatory is one of the things that I really do, do, do enjoy. So if you see me out there hiking, uh, say hi, say fight on, and I'll definitely reciprocate that to you. Um, you know, and again, you, you know, we, we do have a diverse community here in Los Angeles and, and um, it, it allows our students to explore, allows our students to to connect with our city um, and, and really grow and, and I think that is part of this whole experience not only are, are we providing the resources for our students to grow academically um, but we also want them to grow um, as an individual as a person and I think um, immersing yourself in that culture and in, 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 in these traditions and and, and these uh, different um, communities I think helps do that it gives you a, a, a different perspective worldview. Yeah, there's ethnic communities all around the campus, such as Little Ethiopia, Chinatown, mm -hmm. Little Tokyo, Koreatown. Um, so there's little just pockets of, of ethnic neighborhoods all around Southern California, but some immediately near campus. So they're fun to, to check out and try different foods. Uh, <laughs> if you're a foodie. <laughs> as local Angelinos of several years, would either of you say that you've pretty much explored all there is to explore in Los Angeles, or is that not even a possibility? It's always yeah. changing, always yeah. new restaurants, <laughs> pop-ups, things are, you know, torn down and rebuilt. And so it's, it's not possible at, at all. Yeah. Endless exploration. Yes. In, in, in addition to the public transport that you mentioned, Mr. Mejia, I've also read something about the Lyft Safe Ride program. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's 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 a really awesome program. Um, I'm also a student at USC, so I definitely use that, and I have used that in, in the past as well. Um, and it's really a um, it, it's a program that is designed to to really help our students get to where they need to get at, you know, especially those late classes, right? Um, so the, the safe ride is, 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 um, there's application for that. Um, the lift in itself, we have what's called campus cruises as well. Um, but the lift ride is, it's just a safe ride program that the university offers to ensure the safety of, of our students and make sure that they're able to get from one point to, from point A to point B, um, as safely as possible, um, I believe there are they are not charged for the program. I, I, it's um, it's two. It's free it, up to within two miles of campus. Correct mm -hmm. radius. Uh -huh. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely want to provide you with with, with resources that are going to you know stay help you stay safe and, and and connected with the with the institution. So if I was a USC student and I was a part of the Safe Ride program. I would have the Lyft application on my phone. And it, let's say if I was living within two miles of the campus, I'd be able to go back and forth for free. Um, is it on certain times 
of the day or certain days of the yeah, week? Yeah, it's just in the evenings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I believe. Very um, cool. Yeah. So I believe daily it operates from six p.m. to two two a.m. Um, and then during those hours, you can take uh, a free lift shared ride um, with within that program. Um, and I think on on uh, let me see. I think. Uh, at because we have obviously different locations that represents USC, but um, at our uh, HSC program uh, at their campus, we they, it operates from five to midnight, I believe, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, so, yeah, it, it's I, I really enjoy it. I love it, um, especially those hours um, when you don't want to walk to maybe your 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 destination uh but i think that the the hours are 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 awesome and, and i would certainly encourage our students to take advantage of that program very cool i think this might be the perfect time to segue into usc housing would you be able to tell us a bit about on-campus housing as well as off-campus housing yeah um do you want me to start Sure, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so USC housing is available for our undergraduate students, our transfer students, our veteran community. Um, it, it is uh, first come, first serve. Uh, so you definitely want to submit your application for housing um, as soon as possible. Uh, we do offer housing within our village as well, uh, which is literally just across the street from USC. If you haven't visited um, um, the village, um, it's, it's across the street from uh, a campus. Uh, most of our students uh, are specifically our freshmen, sophomore do live on campus. Um, a lot of our uh, juniors and seniors do live off campus. We do offer um, apartment as well, uh, which is within the vicinity of USC. Um, a lot of our students do roommate with with other students um, off campus, um, but uh, yeah, we offer both on and off campus. And I think what I really enjoy, and what a lot of students enjoy, is that some of our faculty members live in our housing as well, and, and it's it's really adds to that relationship building. And one of the awesome things about living on campus is that you are. Um, close to all the resources that you need to find success as a student at USC. You, you're close mm -hmm. to your classes, you're close to libraries, you're close to your, your front and center to the clubs and organizations that you're involved in. Um, as we all know, USC is just one of the most vibrant campuses uh, around, and there's always something going on on campus. And living on campus allows you the opportunity to, to experience that 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 that. Um, that, that experience, right? So, um, yeah, so we do, like I said, we do offer on campus, off campus, although you're not required to live on campus, uh, but most, most uh, students do do that. I'm going to drop a link in the chat box. So if you want to get information and emails from the admission office, feel free to add your contact details and, and then, you know, you can stay in touch and be informed of, you know, um, you know, just the reminders of deadlines and, and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Would we be able to discuss deadlines for a second? Perhaps the transfer application deadline, financial aid deadline, and a housing deadline, if there is one? Yeah, maybe we'll talk. Uh, let's touch upon financial aid first, and then maybe we could talk about deadlines. How does that sound? So, right. so 
at, at USC, we're known what's called a, a blind institution. So what, what that means is that um, irrespective of your financial situation, um, it doesn't impact our evaluation of your application. In fact, that information, we're even privy to. That is specifically between um, you and our financial aid office, right? So we take a look at other components of your application. But financial aid, because we know that USC doesn't come with or does come with, with a hefty price tag, we are committed to, to our students. And, and hopefully uh, through our um, need blind um, philosophy or approach, it, it, it alleviates some of those stressors, right? Um, and as an example, uh, last year, we awarded over $680 million in financial aid. And financial wow. aid, yeah, and financial aid comes to you uh, in, in different ways. It comes to, to you uh, through grants, uh, scholarships, loans, federal work studies, and, and the amount uh, and type of aid uh, students receive uh, is based on financial aid, right? And that is assessed is through your FAFSA, your FAFSA application and through the CSS profile. Um, and both these documents have uh, have to be submitted by uh, March 2nd. So uh, one of the tips that I have for you is that don't wait to be accepted to start your financial aid application. You almost want to start those simultaneously. Right. And I think one of the things that that you want to 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 help yourself in is that you want to alleviate the stressor of financial aid. Right. Uh, you, you want to it's always nice to receive the award letter prior to starting uh, uh, you know, classes at USC. Um, it, 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 it alleviates that pressure. Um, and it's part of the decision-making process. You know, we recognize, again, you know, it, it, we understand the price tag of USC. Um but the earlier, the sooner that you can submit your financial aid application and, re and, and give our financial aid representatives time to uh, provide you with that award letter, then the more time you have to really think about what this next step is going to be for you, right? Um, and, um, and again, uh, our, our hope is that through our program, our um, financial aid um, offerings um, that we can alleviate some of those uh, stressors for you. Uh, we have what's called a net price calculator that you could find within our, our financial aid um, site. And it's a really awesome tool to, to, to really get yourself familiar with. Um, if you're trying to gauge what your, your investment is going to be at USC, um, then that net, net price calculator is definitely a tool that you want to, to use, right? Um, I will note that, uh, and as many of you already know, residents of California uh, can apply for Cal grants. Uh, many community college students um, may already be awarded a, a Cal grant and is currently um, currently uh, recipients of those, those those grants. So I will I will invite you to continue to to apply for those. Um, and again, we have several resources that help you. Like I mentioned earlier, um, scholarships is is definitely one of them. And the type of aid that you could uh, potentially um, receive is um, when you think about education, you want to think about the investment, right? And, and there's several avenues that you can approach. There's family and student savings. Obviously, there's uh, merit scholarships that that uh, you don't have to repay, which are always nice. Um, there's employment work studies. Um, there's need-based grants. Uh, and of course, the federal direct uh, student loans um, and, and private loans as well. But um, hmm. 
uh, anything that I'm missing when, with, when it comes to financial aid? Julie? No, you've covered it all, and I dropped some links uh, in the chat, including the net price calculator, which is a very useful tool, uh, whether you are independent or will be relying on, on family resources to support you through college. You know, make sure to sit down and, and plug in your financial information, and it'll give you an, an estimate of, of what your financial aid package is like if your family's income or your own income pretty much based on a W-2 uh, statement. Um, so that might be something to spend that time ahead of time to kind of know what kind of aid package you may be eligible for. And then a deadline for application, not for financial application, um, is February 15 of next, uh, next year. Um, and that would for fall 2020 to admission. Um, and, and so we don't uh, take students for spring. Students can only apply for fall. So every year it's the application deadline is February 15th. So just remember that. However, there are some majors that do have the deadline of tomorrow, <laughs> December 1st. Um, and, and that's if you're applying for like film or dramatic arts or music and you have to have a separate um, portfolio submission and it takes more time you know, to go through it and, and watch the videos and, and invite the students for an audition. And so that's why that has an earlier deadline. But for the most part, most of our, our majors the, for transfer students, that application is uh, February 15th. At Taft College, we have many students that are uh, that have a zero EFC on the FAFSA. And I, I believe that the majority of our students aren't aware that USC meets full need, demonstrated need of its, of its admitted students. So out of curiosity, for a student that had a zero EFC on the CSS profile, what would their total cost for a year at USC look like? So the admission office, as admission officers, we don't, um, you know, advise on, on financial aid, and mm. we don't have the expertise to to, to speak on that, um, other than encouraging you to, to fill out the, the the FAFSA and a CSS profile. So, and the aid, like Eric said, that aid, you know, can be different, right? It's loans, grants, or work study, um, you know, so. So, you know, differences of, of what you're willing to pay versus, you know, what you can afford, right? So, so that those are things that, that will come out looking differently, you know, depending on, on how you, you know, fill out all your, your financial uh, paperwork. And the financial aid package, it's distributed for several different costs, correct? Would you be able to tell us what it covers in terms of, uh, would some of it go to tuition, some of it to transportation, housing, or? Um, again, we don't look at the aid packages, um, okay. you know, but, but, you know, I don't think that they break it down to, you know, transportation or books. I mean, it's hmm. the cost of attendance, you know, so that budget is based on tuition, uh, you know, room and board books, um, you know, and then personal expenses and, and then travel, um, so yeah, some majors have higher expenses because of lab fees or, or their textbooks cost a lot versus other majors don't have any textbooks and they're more, you know, readers, um, you know, and then room and board, there's an estimated package that the, the university has a budget for 
but you know, you, you can certainly have very modest lifestyle and, and share a room or, you know, live in an older apartment versus some people may want a more luxurious apartment and want to have their own bedroom. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> and that has like, you know, a climbing wall or a running track or tennis courts, right. That could be very different from somebody who wants very basic accommodations, but the university cost of attendance budget is more of an average, an aggregate of, of those two. I just gave really extreme examples. But again, it's up to a student and how they, um, you know, approach managing the budget and the cost of, of attending U.S. And just, just uh, and just if I could chime in, just to give you an idea of what the amounts of, of financial aid awarded, like I mentioned, over six hundred eighty million dollars was was awarded last year, right? And, and just to give you an idea of what that looked like, sixty um, percent of that came from USC grants and scholarships. So over four hundred million came from uh, grants and, and scholarships. Um, just shy of 4% came from federal grants, uh, which represents uh, close to $27 million last year. Um, in, in addition to that, um, close to 3.5% of, of that came from state grants, uh, which represents over $23 million. And a lot of students also look for outside sourcing, right? Outside scholarship opportunities. And, and we found that last year, um, 11%, about close to 12% okay, uh, received um, scholarship um, scholarship opportunities from outside sources, right? And, and that looked, I think the number that I saw was over $80 million or something like that. Um, so it, it, what that tells us is that a lot of students are finding resources that it's going to, to help alleviate some of the costs of, of USC. Um, I know that we touched upon federal work studies and, and federal work studies accounts for over 2% of, of that, uh, those financial aid awards. So that gives you an idea of, of what our students are doing in terms of just financial aid, the resources that they're, that, that, that they're, uh, um, exercising in terms of uh, financial assistance. Um, so it, it's, it's it's part of the research part that I will encourage a lot of our students to, to take part of. Um, it's always nice to just simply say, I want to go to X institution, right? Um, but there's a little bit more to that, right? There, like I said, I can't emphasize enough that um, the financial component is part of that decision-making process. And, and I think Julie, you alluded to early being a first-generation student, right? And, and, and that was my case as well. And, and, and I'm not gonna date myself a whole lot, uh, but when I was going through this process, uh, financial aid was, was really huge, especially coming from a Latino background where um, my folks were not, not, um, they were not aware of how financial aid worked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when we think about a cost of education, it's easy to to feel discouraged, right? Um, mm-hmm. But had I known of a lot of these resources that exist now, that is very that is preview to to a lot of students now that conversation is a lot easier to have with our families, right? And I think when, when you think about financial aid, when you think about the resources that are available, um, I, I think that becomes an easier conversation at, at your home um, as you're planning ahead. And, and all these resources that Julie sh- uh, shared today, um, it's part of that planning process. And, and as you think about the next step of your academic career, you have to plan it out academically, um, scheduling, Financially, um, 
you have to think about those things, whether it's USC or another institution, right? You have to think about that and you have to be prepared. So planning, I cannot stress enough, planning, planning, planning. I'm also going to drop a link to our virtual admission information sessions. I know this has been a great conversation today, uh, but we have a transfer information session specific about transfers, uh, but we also do virtual campus tours for those who cannot travel to Los Angeles. Um, and we also have department specific information sessions that are specific to the engineering school or business school, um, and also student panel. Uh, so one of the plus sides of doing this all on Zoom is that you know, uh, without having to travel to Los Angeles, you can connect with our current students because um, all the time our current students are running on campus doing, you know, taking classes. But this is a, a time where prospective students can connect with current students and ask the questions like, what is campus life like? Is it hard? Do you study a lot? How do you make friends? And, and so I suggest you attend those. I'm going to drop that link and, and, you know, sign up for those. Awesome. Thank you for that, Julie. We just have a few more bullet points before we wrap things up. Okay. I just want to uh, tell the audience that they can go ahead and keep submitting their questions in the chat room if they have any, and we will go through those quickly in just a few minutes. I would, I'd like to ask a fun question. So I know there's a huge amount of student organizations on campus. There's a very lively Greek life and sports are a huge deal at USC. Could you tell us a little bit about those, about student life and those different aspects of it? Sure. I'll start off with just making the distinction when people hear about Greek life. I think some people may be intimidated or when they see Greek life, they think of what they see in the movies and such. So when we talk about Greek letter organizations, it's not just the, the Panhellenic or the, the ones that you see like in the movies. Greek letter organizations also refer to um, philanthropic or um, mm -hmm. accounting or engineering or business fraternities and sororities. They also use Greek letters. So that encompasses all Greek letter organizations, not what you think of the, the party atmosphere in <laughs> movies. So, but we over a thousand um, organizations and clubs, um, and it's a way for students to build a community and make friends, to make a bigger campus feel cozier or smaller in connection, right? And, and so they can range from, you know, sports and recreation, faith-based organizations based on culture, identity, uh, professional development. So you could be in an acapella singing group. I mean, there are 10 acapella clubs on campus, or if you want to join the accounting society, or, um, you know, uh, 3D printing, or, you know, vegan club, or and things like that. So it, it's what you're interested in. And a lot of times like a freshman or sophomore will just sign up for too much, you know, because they're eager, they're excited. And then after, you know, a year or two, they're like, okay, that was a lot. And they kind of cut it down to something more realistic or where they have better connections with. Um, one group I always highlight when I talk to students is called Peaks and Professors. So like a mountain peak. And it's a smaller group of students where they go hiking or even camping uh, with faculty member. Um, and they'll go on hiking 
trails, you know, um, or, or whatever around Los Angeles. And, and, and for some students, that's a really nice way to get to know a professor that, you know, because they're hiking, you're exercising, you're enjoying fresh air, you're seeing a different part of Los Angeles, and, and maybe they might be shy in the classroom, but then now you're, you know, sweating together and, and working out yeah. that you may get to know a professor that may not be in your academic department, you know, or you meet other hikers and other friends that are not in your academic department. Um, so in a small group of 15 or 20, and you have that common interest of enjoying the outdoors, uh, I always kind of like to highlight that, that, that particular group. But yeah, there's more than a thousand. So there's something for everybody. And if it doesn't exist, then people can, can start a, a club on their own as well. And so every semester at the first week, there's an involvement fair where they're tabling. So probably what you all have at Taft as well, and kind of the main, you know, road through campus and students set up a, an information table to kind of promote and recruit new members to, to join their club uh, at the start of every very cool. Could we get uh, some information on the, uh, yeah. the sports life at USC? <laughs> Uh, so Eric and I are both big sports fans. Um, <laughs> and if you are sports fans, you would have heard USC college football two days ago. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so college football, you know, USC's football team, you know, has a strong tradition, 11 time national champions, uh, and is a big part of the foundation of school spirit. Uh, um, but, um, you know, so even if you don't know that much about football, you know, going to tailgate and going to uh, watch the games and be uh, in the vibe of around your, your student section is, is, is fun. Um, but, uh, but if you're not, you know, a fan, there's certainly recreation sports too, that people can play soccer or, you know, learn to windsurf. If I'm not on campus, they'd have to go to Marina Del Rey or, you know, playing tennis or whatever. So there's certainly participation and recreational level of sports, um, as well. But yes, USC is more known as, as a football school, if, if you will uh, follow sports. <laughs> And clearly when you mentioned USC and uh, our new coach, you saw me smile from, from year to year. <laughs> so it's really exciting time to, to really follow USC athletics, not, and not only uh, football, but, it, you know, as many uh, of you know, we have a proud Olympic tradition as USC. I think USC, um, uh, USC, its history has produced over 500 athletes. Right. Olympic wow. athletes. Right. And I, I think this year, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think for Tokyo 2020, we had 21. Right. I believe. Something like uh, Olympic, that, yeah. yeah. Olympic athletes. So, um, yeah. And, you know, amongst those, again, you know, we've collected, I think, over 300 Olympic medals, 153 goals, um, 96 silver medals, 77 bronze. So uh, we're well represented in the Olympics in, you know, in our sports. Uh, obviously, when you think about football, you also think about how many of, of our, uh, you know, football players go into the National Football League, right? Uh, I mean, it's still one of the top producing, if not the highest producing um um, NFL players, right, that come out of USC. So um, definitely excited to, 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 to be a sports enthusiast um, at USC yeah. at the moment. But, uh, you know, I wanted to go back to the activities. I know you asked about activities and, and, and um, the way students could be engaged on our campus. And as, excuse me, as Julie mentioned, with over a thousand clubs and organizations, um, it's, you know, anything that a student wants to be engaged in, 
uh, can be found at USC. So again, it's to reemphasize whether it's pre-professional, outdoor, um, social justice, hobby, leisure, things of that nature, you will find it at USC. And one of the things I think we're very proud of is that you will find various offices and centers that provide support. Um, uh, uh, a number of student equity and inclusion programs as well, such as, and I'll name a few, like for example, for Latin, for Latin students uh, or Latinx students, we have what's called La Casa. Um, for our, we have what's called the Center for, for Black Culture and Student Affairs. Uh, we have an Asian Pacific American Student Services. Um, so no matter who you are, no matter what group or groups you identify with, there's always going to be a space and community that is available for our students uh, within those areas. So um, that's something that that um, a lot of our students uh, really gravitate towards. It, it's the support that USC offers. Um, it, uh, and again, it, it could be anywhere from academic organizations, from leisures to just overall, just finding support uh, for first generation students. Uh, so, um, as again, you know, I encourage you to to really take part of, of all these organizations at USC. Thank you, Eric. I feel like over the past hour, we've given our audience at least fifteen amazing reasons to attempt to transfer to the University of Southern California. Before we get to the question and answer section, the last section of this podcast. Would you be able to tell our audience how they can, what goals they should try to meet in order to be a competitive transfer applicant, perhaps average GPA of transfer applicants or admitted applicants, maybe uh, average amount of extracurricular and anything along those lines? So that, that that's really a, a fantastic question, and um, th there's academically, uh, you know, if I, if I could just offer a, a couple of, of, of thoughts, right? Um, you know, when it comes to preparedness, and I and I think I continue to overemphasize that that notion of being prepared, right? And um, I think Julie did a fantastic job in outlining what our articulation agreement's purpose is. And I think that if you if you follow that um, and continue to work with your academic advisor at your institution, then I think you're gonna be fine. Um, academically, again, we, we're, we're looking for students who are gonna be contributors to the university, right? Not only on campus, but also within the community of USC. As, as many institutions, we are preparing our leaders of tomorrow. And we're hoping that the resources that we outlined for, for you today um, gives you a, a nice look into uh, the expectations of USC, what resource we have to help you find success, not only as a student, but overall as a citizen of USC and the citizens within your community, right? Um, but what I would really think about is just preparedness. Think about your passions, think about your aspirations, think about your goals, and think about how USC's resources align with what you're looking for. Um, we, we mentioned USC is obviously a brand and it really calls out to a lot of us students because of all, a lot of these resources that we talked about today. Um, but I encourage you to really research the institution, uh, think about what you're hoping to get out of this experience. And if USC, has and I will say if, but I know it does. 
USC definitely has the resources that are going to help you find success here. Um, and again, just think about preparedness. Um, in the application, we I think we emphasize quite a bit uh, to just be yourself, be your genuine and authentic self in your application. I know writing the essays could be very intimidating, um, but the best essays are the ones where we connect with the student. Um, and a lot of that is through their using their authentic voice, their, their genuine voice. Um, we like to remind our students that there's not a whole lot of places there to, to really showcase your interests and tell us, or really just tell us your story, right? And use the essay to, to do that. Use the essay to, to really talk about your passions, your interests, your goals, and, and really how are you going to um, use a lot of these resources to impact the community that you're hoping to impact once you graduate USC. Um, you, you're going to be the ambassadors of USC once you graduate, right? So we're, we're giving you the tools to be successful, and we'd like to know how you plan to use those tools, right? So um, Julie, anything you want to add to that? Well, I was just going to add that the application for the transfer process is a little different from the freshman process. So some of you may apply to USC, you know, coming out of high school. Um, so, you know, when you're applying for college out of high school, you know, st students were uh, thinking about extracurricular activities, you know, that they were joining band or getting involved with student government or music because, you know, that's what colleges were looking for, community service or having a part-time job. And that's actually not in play as much in the transfer process. It is really more straightforward in terms at your preparation of to demonstrate you're ready to work, you know, to do the work at the college level. And, and so that is the taking the right classes, meaning the right classes that are um, and, and that you're doing well in them. Um, you know, the um, the EPA that we tell students to aim for, you know, is a 3.7. That's an A minus, and that's a competitive a student. Not to say that a 4.0 student is guaranteed admission, and it's not to say that a 3.5 student doesn't have a shot. But generally, as a guideline for yourself, is aiming for 3.3.7. Um, and so we don't have a minimum cutoff. We take applicants who have all kinds of GPAs, you know, because we do a well-rounded holistic review of the application. So we don't have that minimum cutoff. And if and, I get and, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to read the question that Rios had, or not read it, but try to uh, address that. Um, so. Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, well, I mean, so Rios has asked, is there a certain area where students, where you see transfers from a community college struggle when they attend, or maybe they see a strength, you know, to, to community college transfers? Well, the strength is probably bringing a diverse voice to the classroom, uh, because some students, you, you know, have had different paths. Um, you know, some students may not be or have going back to community college after serving in the military or had other careers um, or raised a family or, or whatnot, right? And so it is bringing a diverse voice uh, into the classroom because you're bringing your life experience and you're going to raise your hand and share your comment or talk about your own experience. Um, and so when you ask, like, maybe what may be a struggle is that maybe you know, that environment, right? Um, just, you know, being, um, to, to, to speak up and to engage and, and kind of just jump right in to get in, involved because maybe you're used to going to school and then going to work and kind of not engaging in, in doing those other things that a, a student, um, 
or more a younger or more traditional student maybe doing all those things is, is really not hesitating and really joining the clubs getting involved and doing that so not you know kind of just really to dive right in and, and really immerse yourself and take advantage of, of the opportunity you have because as you transfer in your time is a little shorter you may only have two years maybe three years you know you don't have the full four years you know at usc so you kind of have to really jump right in and, and, get, and get involved and not hesitate <laughs> are there any opportunities for transfer students to to find each other perhaps at like transfer student events or transfer student organizations? Absolutely. Yeah, we realized, you know, um, that's the feedback from transfer students is, is finding that connection, right? Uh, because they know other students have made friends from their freshman year. Um, so, so we definitely, um, uh, after they're admitted and if they're, uh, we have um, social media like Zimi is the platform we use. So students can connect to each other, transfers and transfers, they have their own portal or room or whatever and so they can connect and you know find each other whether they're the same major or from the same city or or or, or whatnot so um we have we have that set up that's just one example of one way where where transfers can can connect before they get onto campus and have a more in-person experience and we do have a separate transfer orientation as well. So before the start of the semester, then the students will have orientation so that they meet their academic counselor to choose classes. Very cool. I have a question from Nick Arias. I think uh, Mr. Mejia will identify with this question. Is there Army ROTC? There is, and thank you for asking that question. Uh, I'm, as Julie know, I'm very passionate when it comes to our military, um, our military um, as a veteran. Um, I appreciate the 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 experiences and and like like uh, Julie said, life experiences that they bring to, to the table. So um, thank you very much, Nick, uh, for asking that question. And, and yes, USC does offer ROTC programs. Um, what I could do is let me go ahead and. and provide that link in, in this chat um, and you can learn a little bit more about what that looks like at USC. I'm not sure if this affects the information, but uh, Nick, he, he added to his comment by saying Air Force. Yeah, so there's, um, so there are, there's Air Force, Army, Navy, slash Marines. So, okay, let me go ahead and put that there. So you'll find all the information in our uh, military and veterans uh, initiative page. So let me go ahead and then put that there. So within that page, you will see a lot of the resources that we've already talked about. Uh, we we have a veteran resource center that helps our and support our our student community, our veteran community on campus. We offer academic support as well as health, uh, wellness, and, and performances. Uh, we also have a certain fighting official that would help you navigate through your um, educational benefits. Um, and how to access your benefits, um, as well as professional developments that we talked about earlier on. And, and um, uh, it's really, you know, a lot of our, our what we found, uh, what I have found um, in this last couple of years is, um, I don't know if you've heard that 
um, USC offers a, a what's called an MBV program, which is equivalent to an MBA program. And it's, uh, it's a master's of business for veterans. And it's a very unique program where instructors who are veterans teach in that program. And it's very uh, business-centered. So it's, like I said, it's very equivalent to an MBA, a master's of business administration. Um, but it's specifically focused on veterans. Um, the cohorts are made up of veterans. Um, the instructors are made up of veterans. And, and that's through our Marshall School of Business. So a lot of our students who, who do graduate, who are veterans who graduate, um, who are interested in taking that route, continue that route. So that's something to think about if you are a business major or if you're looking at working towards a master's degree in business. That is very cool. That sounds like a unique program. I've never heard of a program like that. The, the veterans being professors, does that affect the style of the teaching or does it affect um, perhaps the industries that they focus on? No, as a matter of fact, you know, I had a, I have a friend who went through that as well. I went, he went through the program. He's a double graduate of USC, did both his undergraduate and graduate. And he was in the second cohort of this MBV program. And um, it, it doesn't affect, it doesn't impact industries. It, does, it doesn't, um, if, if anything, um, he found that it was an awesome discussion piece when he went to interviews. Uh, because when when employers uh, asked him about the MBV program, uh, they themselves said the same thing, that that was a very unique uh, concept, a very unique program. Uh, it was something that they, a lot of, uh, of, of employees weren't familiar with. Um, but when they saw the connection with with the MBA program and, and just it's the same content, it's the same it's the same curriculum, similar curriculum curriculum. Uh, but this is a way of USC supporting our veteran community. Awesome. Nick, I hope you, you consider that. It would a, an undergrad veteran be able to enter that MBA, MV, MBV program directly after finishing undergrad, or is there a required uh, work experience? No, you would simply have to apply. You would simply have to apply. So cool. Nick, you have an edge on me. I'd like to get my MBA and it, it looks like I'll have to work for like four or five years before applying. So <laughs> <laughs> that is a cool program to check out. We have two final questions. We have Katie Hernandez and she has a question about changing majors after being admitted. So I'll, I'll read it verbatim. If I were to enter USC to major in studio art, but as I'm there, I decide that I want to study fine arts like field instead. Would the process of switching majors be difficult? How would that work exactly? Yeah, changing majors, it depends on the major you're changing into, um, especially if you're changing into film. Um, the one is that the film school is the number one film school in the country. So it's very competitive. But apart from that is that because there's a, portfolio required in, in, in the admission process, um, you know, that you would have to apply during, um, you know, the kind of on the cycle. Um, and, and so you have to then transfer with as an internal applicant, but you still have to submit a portfolio. And that's not a year round thing. That's kind of on a cycle cycle. So I would not suggest that. 
Um, but changing majors, like if you're an economics major and you want to change to a political science major, that's as simple as like five minutes and sending an email to your academic counselor and then they change it in the computer and you're done. So it really depends. But for this example of how she posed her question, uh, changing into film, because you would have to submit a five minute film, you'd have to go through, um, you know, the an, an interview process and, and such and that it, you know, it's, it's not ongoing. They only do that once a year. So I, I would not recommend a student to, to consider that path. Thank you, Julie. And we have our final question is from Juan Armando. And it's a long question. I'm going to read it. And I think we can, uh, we can make it concise afterwards. Hello, I had a question about your physician's assistant program. I graduated Taft College two years ago with two associate's degrees, one in allied health and one in life science. I'm currently working and he has all of the requirements and prerequisites completed for the program. I'm assuming the, the program he wants to enter at USC. Meanwhile, I am wanting to do something like an internship, volunteer work directly with the PA program, faculty slash students. What can I do to get my foot in the door, so to speak, and build relationships and, and contacts with USC's PA program? Well, admission to any of our programs doesn't require internships or building those connections. It's going to be looking at your academic performance, um, how you perform in the classroom, and your preparation. Um, and, and so, you know, this question in terms of, you know, kind of building your profile, building those connections, that's not something the admission office abreast that facilitates, and nor does that you know, getting that foot in the door is not an advantage. It's not part of the process. Um, so if you want to pursue, you know, um, that type of um, experience for yourself, then do it in your local community, you know, uh, you know, not here at USC. That's not an extra bump or brownie point in, in the process for yourself. Um, but again, having that experience or not, is it doesn't um, uh, benefit you as much as taking the right courses, um, you know, and fulfilling those G, uh, GE requirements or, or whatnot, you know, for the major. So would you suggest that he just apply? Is yeah, that... he just apply. I mean, I, okay. you know, I just pulled up the information myself, um, <laughs> you know, for the program uh, assistant, you know, or for physician assistant programs. So I'll just drop that link. But you would have to contact the Keck School directly um, and ask for more information about that. So that's the link right there. Cool. I also dropped the link to their um, information session. Oh, and okay. I will, yeah, and I'll encourage you to, to, to attend the information session as well. Yeah. Perfect. I believe that was our final question. Thank you so much, Julie and Eric, for your time. Sherry, before we announce the winners of the two $100 Amazon gift cards, would you like to add something? I would just like to say, Joshua, excellent job at bringing on our new friends from USC. I think it was a wonderful and very informative 
informative Zoom podcast. And this will be a podcast um, ready and available on Friday. Um, I've never done a podcast before. So <laughs> yeah, this exciting. is our first time. So all right, all right. Well, it's 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 a lot of fun, isn't it? And believe me, this is going to reach a lot of other students um, of many kinds. We have Taft High School right next door, and we definitely reach out to them, and they are going to watch this in AVID as well as their Oil Academy as well as English and um, science classes. So we've got people on the loop that are going to be watching or listening to this podcast and watching the Zoom. I just want to say, I think it was great, but I want to thank Mahia Maui for, you know, just being our, our rock over there and helping us get everything going. And Joshua, again, you're doing a great job. I, I really see you as the senior person on these podcasts. We will, um, we would love to have you back sometime. Maybe we'll have you back again, if that's okay. And if you're ever in the Kern County area, please uh, give us a call out at Taft College. We'd love to show you around and introduce you to a, a bunch of people. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else unless anybody else has any questions. I just add, want to add one thing, and it's really for Eric. If, if Eric would just drop his email address so that <laughs> students can um, contact. I assume it's in your territory, right, Eric? Yes, yes, he's, okay. he's okay. our guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I I didn't want to say, I don't want to share my email, but we're assigned to different schools and locations. So it's not like I didn't want to be helpful, but just a tip, uh, Eric. There you go. And Eric, I was going to say, hang in there. You're working on your doctorate. Believe it or not, it's never too late. I just finished mine in June. Congratulations, Congratulations. Dr. Roberts. Congratulations. (laughs) Yes, my name is Sherry Hornbunk, actually. I'm using Michael Roberts' computer Uh, because he runs our podcasts. And so um, I wanted to try and change my name. I did, but my name is Sherry Hornbunk, Uh, and um, I'm the executive director of the Taft College Foundation. And um, so we, we set up these podcasts because our mission, of course, is to help students and to further them and make sure they either transfer or go to work. We want to, we Mm. want to make sure they're productive and. Oh, it looks like we lost her. I just want to add one more plug is that, you know, um, follow Um, us. We have a lot of students that ask about USC and connecting with them and bringing this to us. I was just going to add to follow us on social media. Um, You know, a lot of times young people, you know, we're all on our phone. So uh, add us on on your Instagram and follow us on on, um, USC admission. It's a quick way to kind of connect. And then as it gets closer to the deadline, we actually will have more content specific to the transfer process as well. Okay. All right, Joshua. Great. And that handle will be in the chat? It's USC admission. So USC (laughs) admission. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Sherry, would you like to finish your thought before I announce the winners and we wrap up? My thought is finished. I think that um, Taft College is an amazing little rural college and we have many amazing students that go on to do fabulous things. And I hope that uh, more transfer to USC and I hope that we can share your information with our students and we will. Great. Well, yes. you know, I, I, if I could just quickly say Congratulations to all of you for, for putting this together and, and and really for just being accessible to your students. And, and I think that's one of the things that I think we all learned during, especially during the pandemic, is just the, the value of being accessible to our students, right? Access and, right. and being able to do this at, through a podcast. Like Julie said, this is our first time experience podcast. And <laughs> you guys made this so much fun. And you guys made this <laughs> such a great experience that 
um, you know, we can't thank you enough for having us. Um, I'm sure that we're probably going to get teased quite a bit once we share this with our staff members, uh, <laughs> but that's quite all right. You know, hopefully we made them proud during this podcast, but uh, uh, of course. congratulations to you, doctor. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> I appreciate the, the journey and you're absolutely right. I am your guy. I am your go-to guy here. So if any of your students have any questions, any, um, if I could provide any support, any resources, please feel free to reach out to me. I am more than happy to be that support system for you. Okay. And Eric, we will encourage you to sign up for our internal um, networking platform. It's called taftcollegemultiply.com. And it's a great way for you to speak directly to our students. It's like our safe internal you know, kind of Facebooky, kind of networky kind of thing. And internships are posted there and jobs and even what's in the cafeteria for food that day. It's just <laughs> a great place to go. So if you'd like to just connect with us on that, we do our mentor and our mentee program through that. It's just a, it's a cool, it's called, it's graduate is the, is the platform. You guys may have that at USC, but um, everybody calls it their own thing. You, UCLA has UCLA one. A lot of people use this platform. It rocks. So taftcollegemultiply.com is what we call it. And jo Joshua can always get that for you, but we encourage right. you to get on. Anybody else that's on, get on, because if you're looking for internships or mentor mentoring, we've got it. So Joshua, what do you think? Are you ready? Did Mahe get you the names? Yes, I have okay. both names. We have two $100 Amazon gift cards to give out. The first winner is Katie Hernandez. Woo. Thank you, Katie, for being with us today. We will contact you via email, so please make sure that we have that. And the second winner is Juan Armando Banuelos. Thank Woo. you, Juan, for joining us, and thank all of you for joining us. We will have this as a podcast that we will be sharing with the entire student body. So if anybody would like to go over this great information again from Mr. Mejia and Ms. Chu, you will have access and I will pass the mic to Sherry and she will lead us out. I would just like to say that Taft College is celebrating their 100 year anniversary starting 12, oh, let's see, 1922 to 2022. So we'll have a centennial celebration all next year. So let's celebrate 100 years of community and education. So thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Right on. We're signing off. Thanks for joining us today on our Taft Talk podcast. Appreciate all of you out there. We want you to tell your friends about joining us. So tune back in and remember what you listen to today will affect your future tomorrow.